Hi, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. I am Rachel De Palma. I am a survivor of breast cancer, domestic violence, and narcissistic abuse. I am also the founder and CEO of No Peace, No Quiet, a 501c4 nonprofit organization dedicated to creating safe spaces online for victims and survivors of domestic violence and abuse. The opinions I share on domestic violence and narcissism are from my own personal experiences in dealing with toxic people, from personal relationships, friendships, family, bosses, work colleagues, as well as the target of a nasty smear campaign from performative activists and fake advocates that has been going on for the past almost two years and is still active as of this podcast recording. Sometimes with permission, I will also share parts of the stories from other victims and survivors. To keep victims and survivors safe, I will not share their personal identifying information as defined under the CCPA, which is the California Consumers Protection Act, which are the laws my nonprofit is regulated by in the state of California. So I have been researching and learning about narcissistic abuse for the better part of the past five years after a friend of mine suggested I look up the term gaslighting <laughs> during a conversation I had with her regarding behaviors of someone I had been dating for a few years. As most people who have gone down this rabbit hole, you realize you are in an abusive relationship. And often when the victims read about the behavioral markers for narcissism, they will recognize their own behaviors. So then they start to think that they are the narcissists, when in reality, it is that the victim's ability to self-reflect on their own behaviors could not be farther from being classified as someone who is a narcissist. And those behavioral markers they recognized are actually a normal response to the abnormal amount of abuse they were subjected to. When the victims of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse have gone no contact with their abuser and their trauma responses of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn are not part of their daily routine, these manufactured behaviors will typically dissipate with time. To understand the background of narcissism and the progression to the modern-day uses of the term narcissist, Britannica.com has put together an easily digestible summary that I will refer you to for more on the origins of narcissism, as this podcast is to focus on my experiences as a content creator on TikTok. And I assume you already have some knowledge and understanding of narcissism if you <laughs> made it to my podcast. Um, but if you have not, please feel free to use that resource to help further your understanding of narcissism. So what I am not is I am not a licensed therapist. I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, nor would I refer to myself as an expert in narcissism. Also, I am not a life coach in the space for narcissistic abuse or trauma recovery, so I have nothing to sell you or try to convince you to view me as someone or something I am not. The opinions expressed in this podcast are my own. If I should say something that is similar to other creators in this space, it's not intentional and is more than likely because the words used are the best way to explain behaviors and circumstances of abuse. While the examples provided in this podcast are from the viewpoint of domestic violence and abuse victims and survivors, 
these horrific tactics described can easily be transferable to other social issues. So for season one of my podcast, we will be talking about online harassment and bullying. I will be sharing my experiences and providing my opinions and constructive feedback to help bring awareness to what's happening on social media and why it is so important to not brush it off as, oh, it's just social media. That's not real life. For some, social media is where they run their businesses to earn a living. It's where victims and survivors of domestic violence and abuse can obtain information on abuse and resources to get out of their abusive situations. It's where parents connect for support and resources. And unfortunately, it's also where perpetrators can prey on vulnerable people and use it to team up with like-minded toxic individuals where they gang stalk their target for nothing more than clicks, likes, and shares. A deeper explanation of gang stalking refers to harassment and intimidation tactics used by a group of individuals against another person or towards a smaller group of people. People may initiate this type of civil offense because they are intolerant of another person for numerous reasons, which might include differing beliefs or lifestyles or jealousy. These stalkers genuinely design the covert methods used for psychological harassment to exact revenge, coerce silence out of their target, or cast out persons having opposing views. While gang stalking is considered a misdemeanor in some states, the offense carries a felony penalty in others. Cloudwords.net posted an article on February 15th of 2023 citing stats from a 2021 ADL report for online hate and harassment. The findings show that even though cyberbullying affects teenagers the most at 46% of U.S. teenagers, almost 41% of U.S. adults faced some form of cyberbullying from 2020 to 2021. Based on these stats and my own personal experiences, in my opinion, it has become a dangerous social norm to tell victims of abuse to just walk away and ignore the bullies and move on, which ironically is the same thing victims of survivors and domestic violence and abuse are told with the canned social norm response of just leave. It's clear that the bullies who harassed us as kids have gone on to raise children who bully continuing the cycle, and this is the reason the social norm has become so dangerous. It has allowed these toxic people to go unchecked for so long and not be held accountable for their actions. So they push the line further. They get bolder and more obnoxious with their abuse, pushing their victims to the brink of taking their own life, and some have even pushed their victims over that line. We need to stop accepting abuse as something that is normal behavior and that the victim should just suck it up. And we need to hold these toxic people criminally and legally accountable for their actions. What good does it do to have laws on the books for cyber harassment if they are not enforced? Without enforcement of these laws, the victims are left with little to no recourse and they either fight back, which only makes it worse because most people are unaware of the insidious tactics these toxic people use, like DARVO. DARVO stands for Deny, Attack, Reverse, Victim, Offender, that blurs the lines between who the victim is and who the perpetrator is. Or the victim 
making the bullying stop by taking their own life. The social norm canned response of just walk away or just leave only kicks the can further down the road to the next generation where the bullies will have even more tools at their disposal, like artificial intelligence for voice cloning, that these toxic people are already using to manufacture evidence so they can smear their victims. If you find yourself caught in an online war between people who don't even know each other in real life, here's a tip to tell the difference between who the victims are and who the perpetrators are. The victims talk about their abuse. The abusers talk about their victim. My content on social media is mostly talking about narcissistic abuse and domestic violence. I provide examples from my own experiences to share with other victims and survivors of abuse on how to identify abusive behaviors, like how abusers will talk about and post nonstop on social media about their target, saying some pretty vile things. And as mentioned before, technology has made it very easy for abusive people to manufacture evidence to make it look convincing to their followers. These performative activists will post outlandish and vile statements, making a spectacle of themselves with fake outrage to incite hatred towards their target and encouraging their followers to carry out further harassment with the intent to cause harm to their target. Remember, victims talk about their abuse, the abusers talk about their victim. Also, my content is generalized, explaining common abuse tactics. People who have gone through the same thing can relate to it, and when they come to my page, they know nothing about what has happened between myself and others online. They found my page because they are being abused and harassed and bullied online. My content validates their experiences because abusers, well, they're not original. So... If my content feels like a personal attack and you feel the need to defend yourself against content that doesn't mention you by name and your response is to post obsessively about me and tag me in every video, you are the abuser because victims talk about the abuse and abusers talk about their victims. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe to my podcast, Love and Justice, on Spotify. And as always, be careful who you follow. Have a great day, everybody.